Hello, and welcome to Spearhead Conversations. My name is Allie Faith, and I'm here with my guest, Xavier Mercado. Hello. <laughs> Wait, did I mess that whole thing up? No, you're good. Tell me the truth. No, you can do it. Okay. I mean, I'm very honored that you allowed me yeah. to uh, do your intro today. Yeah. Uh, how was it? Yeah, we'll, we'll get there. We'll, we'll go. We'll get there. <laughs> Need some work. <laughs> Take Noted. Noted. Uh, mm. Welcome. Welcome to Spearhead Conversations. Yes, how are indeed. you today? I'm doing good. I'm doing good, Ali. I just want to say before we, we jump into this, mm-hmm. thank you for... For coming out and uh, yeah. interviewing me. Uh, you you asked me to interview you, and you said, do you want to be the first person to interview me? And I'm like, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Say more. I'm in. Let's Definitely. go. So this is exciting. You are normally the one doing the interviews. Yes, indeed. So I'm curious how you think it feels to be on the other side. It does feel weird. Because it's, it? it's normally, you know, like with every guest that comes on, it's having a stadium. It's mm-hmm. having a my background on them but this one i'm on the other side of the board Mm -hmm. i'm where the guest usually sits Mm -hmm. and then there is no notebook in front of me because i have a notebook with me all the time you just have to answer whatever i say and then i gotta answer what you say Mm -hmm. yeah so it's it it feels weird Mm -hmm. well i've been in both seats i've been on the side i've Mm. been a host and you've interviewed me yes so thank you for asking me Mm -hmm. to interview you today okay so let's start at the top yeah okay xavier where were you born I was born in the South Bronx, Mm -hmm. New York. Mm -hmm. Six months. I was there for six months, and then we moved to Milwaukee. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Why did your family move to Milwaukee? My abuela moved over here, Mm -hmm. and then my mother followed her. Okay. And and then my abuela moved back, and then we just did. Ah, (laughs) you moved for someone who left. Yeah. And you were here the whole time. Mm -hmm. So you moved to Milwaukee. You grew up on the South Side? Till yeah, so f- from six months all the way till probably like seven, mm-hmm. six seven years old, we were on the south side. Um, what was that like? It you know some of my best core memories I can remember that far back. Um, you know friendships that I still have till this day. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was good times, man. That's that's back. Gro- Ghost in the graveyard, the big wheels. Um, mm-hmm. You know, just outside. So the light get uh yep. the light comes on and then you know you got to get in mm-hmm. but, um, a lot of friends a lot of friends on the south side and then um 97 we moved to south milwaukee mm-hmm. and from there that whole neighborhood i grew up in south milwaukee mm-hmm. so how old were you at that age then 97 you were about eight eight okay mm-hmm. and then you grew up there so okay so you're on the south side of milwaukee are you still friends with those people that you were friends with that you're talking about to this day yeah you so still keep in touch one of them you know like mm-hmm. a name off a couple pablo mora mm-hmm. um you know they're more like family to me mm-hmm. but uh the cuevas davy cueva um yeah it, it's just a whole it's a whole mixture of people mm-hmm. i still I, I i always like to um you know what I mean? When I meet people, I I gravitate like really trying to get to know somebody. And yeah, it usually forms into something. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so what were your hobbies growing up then? What What did you like to do for fun? I played a lot of sports. Like what? A uh, basketball. Mm. Basketball was a thing because everyone in their head was like, "I want to be a basketball star." Mm. Uh, I I could remember vividly. Uh, you know. Um, Middle school, Tracy McGrady was big, mm-hmm. so getting the the T Mac ones, twos. 
2.5s. Um, and uh, mm-hmm. it was very competitive with the the people I grew up with. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Did any of them make it to the NBA? No. I thought a couple would. I, I, really? I really, really, mm-hmm. I, you know, there was a couple friends I had where the, their shot mm-hmm. was amazing. One in particular was a, a mm-hmm. late friend of mine, um, Phil Musa. Mm-hmm. Man, I remember uh, it's a Schnott Schneider. Was it the Schnott Schneider free throw? contest but it was a rec uh free throw contest and me and him we went about 10 15 rounds mm-hmm. of shooting free throws trying to get that spot and then he mm. beat me out and it was like oh. you missed the moment you I missed know. the moment he got me any any, any uh, challenges growing up on the uh, south side well the, the south side i mean with my family we come from like low income and that's mm-hmm. usually people wouldn't like to say that, but to me, that's something you should embrace because mm-hmm. you know what I mean? These are, this is the foundation of what it is. You, you know, the barriers you came through type of barriers were just, you know, um, back then in on the South side of Milwaukee, mm-hmm. gang violence was really, really up there. So um, what was that like growing up with that? I, there was one uh, event in particular, 30 mm-hmm. Latin Kings on my Titi's front lawn and basically mm-hmm. coming telling somebody, Hey, you're you're joining us or we're just gonna mm-hmm. be up. But that with that, that those are the type of things. Just uh parents were really, really protective of us um yeah. in the area we were in. I uh, get it. Yeah. It's gotta be scary. I could understand. It was. Yeah. Well, actually at the at that time I, I didn't realize what was going on. Yeah. I just you know, it was just your normal. Yeah, you didn't was, know. I didn't know. A lot of times you grow up and that's normal to you, and you become an adult and you're like, "Whoa, this really happened." That was really effed up. <laughs> that was messed up, you know. And that's okay to acknowledge yeah. as you get older, for sure. Um, okay, so uh, your stepfather. I want to talk about this. Yeah, your stepfather leaves when you're 13. 13. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, that had to be tough. It was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I felt, um, and I was in middle school at that point in time. Um, you know, when he left, it, it, cr- it created a lot of confusion, a lot of anger. And I know with my educators that I have some that, you know, I've stayed in contact with through that time. They seen uh, the type of shift, it, the impact it had on me. Yeah. Um, you know, towards the ending, right before he left, I started you know, saying, you're not my dad, because I, f- I finally figured out really biolog- biologically he wasn't. You know, when he left, that was kind of a blow. And Got for it. a while, I thought it was my fault because towards that ending, I was like, you're not my dad. You're not my dad. It'd be mm. mostly when I'm mad at him and then I want to mm. lash out. And um, yeah, mm. when he was 13, he, he left. And I always say that that's... you. That's when you need a man the most. I mean, going into middle school, any parent knows, mm-hmm. you know, that is not easy. Mm-hmm. You know, if uh, thankfully I was able to stand up for myself, but I, I watched a lot of kids get bullied. And mm-hmm. during that time, it kind of worked hand in hand because how angry I was. It was like, don't step on my mm-hmm. foot. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not the one. But mm-hmm. then again, I was like four, six, mm-hmm. about like 50, no, 40 pounds. Like, <laughs> oh my God, dude, I was small. <laughs> Yeah. Were you feisty though? Yeah, oh, definitely. Oh, then that's all that matters. Yeah. That's attitude. Right. Attitude over everything. I'm telling you. Attitude. Okay. So your dad leaves when you're mm-hmm. 13. And like you said, that's a tough period for you because yeah. it's, you need a man around. And so then how, what happens during high school? 
do you keep in touch with your dad well, at he, all? Well, here's the thing. I, I, I grew, when I first moved to South Milwaukee, um, there was a, someone who's family to me now. Um, her name is Darlene Peacejack, mm-hmm. and she's the one that um, moved. Her, we were her first family that she moved into low income. So without even knowing, like I created this bond with this family mm-hmm. and um, Robert Peacejack, me and him now, um, we have this father-son type of relationship. So mm-hmm. when when Jamie left, mm-hmm. it was more in denial of admitting who he was in my life. But I I am very lucky that I had someone like him mm-hmm. um, because he really bridged that gap. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until later on in life where I realized, like, dude, you're you know what I mean. You're mm-hmm. you've been there. You've seen all the stages. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Um, during high school, man. I, it was fortunate. Us moving to South Milwaukee, my mom, I think that was the best decision she ever made. Because mm-hmm. growing up in South Milwaukee, you have, I, I still have friends, 25 mm-hmm. years plus, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, it's it, it created a foundation. Mm-hmm. So I, I always had love around me. I always had family mm-hmm. around me. But, um, you know, in particular, uh, after my dad had left, it really took a toll on my mom. And, um, yeah, you know, it's, it's a piece went away with him. So it was more of trying to navigate Mm -hmm. during high school, um, by myself. Mm -hmm. I also had a sister that was a year younger than me. So it was me and her. Mm -hmm. And then my brother went off to college Mm -hmm. and it was just me and my sister in the house Mm -hmm. majority of the time. And what did you do after high school? Uh, man, uh, I tried moving to New York. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, you did? Did you move or you uh, or it, attempted? It was a, it, it was an attempt, <laughs> but I a for effort. Yeah, a for effort. <laughs> it was more in my head. I already had it. I want to go over there and I want to party. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't nothing. Mm. And you were a partier. You wanted yeah, to have fun. I wanted to have fun. Mm-hmm. It was fun. being told all my life, "You got to do this. You got to do that." I wanted to let loose, and. um I moved in with my biological father. Mm-hmm. Oh, in New York. Yep. And it, it was over the summer. And yep. I literally, man, he was like, we'll get you in the Navy. So that was the route we were supposed to take. We were mm. supposed to go in the Navy. But in my heart, you know, it's one of those things. If it's not in your heart, you shouldn't do it. I agree. So at that time, there was a lot of, man, Our, our I graduated in 07. Mm-hmm. So that was really what was going on with our nation wasn't a time to be i mean just based on what Mm -hmm. was going on it it wasn't in my heart to pursue but i was all in my head about partying Mm -hmm. and then yeah once they realized that they booted me (laughs) ah so you partied yourself out of new york city yes indeed wow okay so did you, you come back to milwaukee then yep and then what'd you do well um when i came back i thought i'd be able to um come back to my mom's house Hmm. but we lived in low-income housing so the way that is once you're 18 you're basically out Uh like and they have rules and stipulations Uh and i wasn't able to do that so what ultimately started was from my late teens to in my early 20s um i was homeless Mm. it was jumping around from friends houses Mm. and yeah it, it was a rough stage. It taught yeah, me a lot. That must have been tough. Yeah. Not it, knowing where you're going to go yeah. or how long you can stay in a place, right? Yeah. And so what did you learn during that experience? The value of what life is. 
mm-hmm. you know I, I i was exposed to a lot of things that most people can't if they were to see what i saw you know um mm-hmm. not most people can handle that mm-hmm. and um with those type of things that i witnessed it, it just made me understand that i don't one want to live this way and two i want more out of life mm-hmm. so did it also make you drink more because of what you saw? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, did it, it ramp up then? Well, I never stopped the partying, so that just kept going the it whole was, time. Yeah, the, it, at mm-hmm. that age, early twenties, especially, um, all my friends were drinking. Mm-hmm. We're finally, we're finally there. Now yep. we could go out to the spots and throw after sets, and mm-hmm. um, it was, it was a lot of partying, mm-hmm. and I mean, a lot of partying. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But you had freedom. I had freedom. Exactly. And you were free. So how did you get to a place where you weren't homeless anymore? What happened? Well, there was an incident. Um, and not to give too much detail. Why not? Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, Noted. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, you sure you want me to interview you? Because I yeah. asked. <laughs> Are you digging for the details? <laughs> it was a particular incident. Mm-hmm. It dealt with a firearm yeah. um, jamming. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, after that, it was kind of, I reached out to a family member, mm-hmm. someone I hold dear to my um, my heart. She's no longer with us, but um, I told her what had happened, and I told her, she was my titi, and I was like, I need to, I need to get out of this. Mm-hmm. I, need, I need to get away from this, and mm-hmm. it's, it's just basically, this isn't the lifestyle I want to live. Mm-hmm. So with that, um, I moved in with my titi, and... Mm-hmm. You know, that was the the beginning of getting my life together. So you get sober at 32. 32 is when I did it. But when I moved in with my titi. I was going to say, what happened between yeah. then and 32? Well, it was just... Um, partying? Partying. And were you then, working? Yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. What were you doing for work? So uh, for, for like my early 20s, I was doing um, mainly restaurants, mm-hmm. serving, mm-hmm. host. Yep. They name it from the front of the house, back of the house. Mm-hmm. Um. But then as I got into my, once I got to 25, mm-hmm. um, man, I was, I was bartending and, um, yeah, I have twins. So when I got that phone call, oh, it, it changed. My mm-hmm. life. With you were with, that was with your, your wife now you have twins. Yes. It, it was from a previous relationship. I got it. Okay. Um, so you're how old? 25. At and the you time. get a call that. Yep. Somebody's pregnant yep. with your child. I had my own bachelor uh bachelor mm-hmm. a little bachelor crib. Yep. Um, okay. doing my thing. Got I it. Finally gotten on my feet. I moved out of my Titi's mm. house. Um and yeah, I hooked up with the mother of my twins mm-hmm. and we were together for about okay. a year. In a relationship. And, yep. And then um we broke up. Mm-hmm. And then a couple months after that I got mm-hmm. a phone call. Were you in shock? Um, yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> I was. I was when I heard it was twins. It was like, mm-hmm. more did you find that out right away or later? Later. Later. Okay. Yeah. So first you found out you're having a baby mm-hmm. with your ex. Yeah. <laughs> and then you found out it was twins. Yes. Wow. So it's son and daughter. I I always mm-hmm. look at that point in my life. It was like. That was like the tipping point. I mean, I, I I was homeless. I went from being homeless, finally got on my feet. But I was partying hard. I'd go to work, mm-hmm. get off of work, go out, mm-hmm. wake up, 
It's just a cycle. Yeah, yeah it's a cycle. Mm-hmm. I work second shift, so I had enough mm-hmm. time to recover yep. and go to work and yep. then r- repeat the cycle. So mm-hmm. when the, when my twins came into the picture, um, they a lot of things stopped. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Because you have responsibilities now, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, It's not just you you've got to take care of anymore. It's yeah. you and them. Well, yeah, and it's it's um, it goes back to my stepfather leaving, you mm-hmm. know. Um, my when he left it was kind of uh it was a shattering mm-hmm. and i did when I, I found out i was having twins it's like i need to be the best version of what a man is mm-hmm. and did you feel like you had something to prove i yeah very much i still yeah. do you mm-hmm. know that's something that's in me it's like i love my children now i i got four um the oldest 13 her name's mackenzie then i have the twins silas and elise boy mm-hmm. girl mm-hmm. and then arlo's the youngest mm-hmm. so how old your youngest three Three. Yeah. So you have quite the the mm-hmm. run of ages right there. Yeah, they're all five years apart. Right. Okay. So, but who who got you? Why? What happened for you to get sober? This is what I want to know. Like, what was the the rock bottom for you? Because well, you had the twins, mm-hmm. and then what happened? I was bartending, and um, I mean, every did night, you have a rock bottom? I did. Mm-hmm. I was I was bartending, so I did that for five years, and really. Um, I met my wife through, through, uh, yeah, uh, while, while I was still a bartender and mm-hmm. then she'd come in, hang out with me. And, mm-hmm. um, when I started getting serious with her, where mm-hmm. I basically proposed and we were engaged, that's mm-hmm. when I started thinking about, you know, is this something I want to keep on doing? Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, it's for a different stage in life. Mm-hmm. Bartending is... I mean, I was getting messed up every night. Mm-hmm. Um, what did it for me was uh, I was I ended up getting married, mm-hmm. and then a year after that, two years after that, I went to meet up with a friend, mm-hmm. and I go to the bar I'd been bartending for years, and I go in there, and my friend stood for a little while, but then he left, and I stood behind, mm-hmm. and by this time, my son was already born, mm-hmm. my youngest. And um, I looked around the bar and there was no, literally nobody I knew in there Mm -hmm. and uh, Mm -hmm. not even the bartender. Wow. So I started looking around and and I started asking myself, like, what am I doing? What, like my, there's a newborn in the crib. Mm -hmm. There's my wife's in bed. Like literally what what am I doing? You're at a bar with a baby. (laughs) Yeah. What am I doing? I'm, I'm spending money. I'm not supposed to be spending. Yeah. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, man, it, it was that moment, and I realized, and, you know, my, I wasn't in the best place in my marriage with mm-hmm. my wife, so mm-hmm. it was it was one of those things where I had to pick up and, and just be a man. But the thing was, it was only supposed to be for a month. What was only supposed to be for I a was month? I was going to... It was you were going to stop drinking for a month. Is it just drinking? Yep. Just, just drinking. drinking. So you were going to stop drinking. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then I, I quit for a month and I got to the end of the month and um, it was kind of like, let me push too. Did you feel good? What, 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 how did you, was it how you felt? Yeah. It was because yeah. I created new habits. The minute I quit drinking, mm. I started reading a lot of self-help books. Yeah. Uh, that, that year I read 13 books mm-hmm. and they all had to do with financial literacy and self-help. So it's that mm-hmm. with all these books, they 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 all have the the common 
Consistency is everything. People and don't understand what you feed your mind mm -hmm. is everything. Yeah, oh, they definitely. really don't get. I mean, a lot of people do. Like you, yeah. but it makes a difference in if you're at that fork in the road. Yeah, reading self help books could change your entire mindset yeah. for which way you go at that moment. You it, know, it was seven habits of highly effective people that mm. I read, and that book changed mm. my life. That was just the beginning of the journey. And, yeah, um, as I pushed forth. I created these new habits and then it was kind of with these new habits, I was listening to um, motivational type of videos off of YouTube. Mm -hmm. A lot of Joe Rogan, Jordan Peterson, uh, Les Brown. Um, you, you were getting inspired. Oh, I, I, I definitely was. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what were some of the key factors that motivated you to embark on the journey of healing and personal growth? We talked about, mm -hmm. you know, you reading those books. Yeah. Was there, were there other things? It, I, it's the, the What helped you heal? What were you, what was your stuff? <laughs> well, like once I quit, it, it was the peace and clarity that came with it. Mm. I think the biggest move after I had quit and I had had it, it was also a promise. So I mentioned um, a certain person earlier in the interview. She was diagnosed with breast cancer, mm -hmm. and I made a promise to her. And I said, I, "I won't touch, I won't touch alcohol until, you know what I mean? Like, you you go into remission and mm -hmm. we get through this. And then it it just it just led into this. By the time I got to that, it was like I don't want to drink anymore." Mm -hmm. Uh, but uh, during this time, it was just the feeling of being empowered, being in control of my mind, mm -hmm. being in control of the person I was. Because my mm -hmm. whole life, I had people telling me what I, I should do this, mm -hmm. I should do that. And now it's, no, I have full control of who I am. I know who I am. You can't hold anything above my head because a lot of people like doing that with me. And it was just like, no, mm -hmm. it's... So it, you felt it, present. Yeah, I felt present. Nobody could manipulate you. Mm -hmm. Nobody yep. could tell you other. Yeah, I get it. Absolutely. That and because sense. of that, you know, even now, yeah. it's, a lot of people feel, uh -huh. you know, it, a lot of people feel like I changed. Yeah, I did. For like, the better, though. Yeah, for the better. Is that crazy? And you're like, yeah, you're supposed to change. Yeah. Welcome to life. <laughs> <laughs> this is how life goes, man. If People I know that are exactly the same yeah. are, are exactly the same. No self-growth, yeah. aren't better people. Have, sometimes you have to go through stuff, you know? And, th and that, that was the biggest thing for me because um, it, this, this, isn't, this wasn't easy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it seriously, there are times that I have where it's like, all it takes is me going up to a bar top and being like, hey, let me get, the, let me get a Heineken. Like, mm -hmm. you know, like, it's, it's that easy. But it's also knowing how far I've come since I've quit, mm -hmm. and a lot of things have honestly come together for me. How many years have you been sober now? So it's going on two. Two. Mm -hmm. And do you ever see yourself, I mean, do you do you stress out about relapsing or drinking again, or do you feel like you're it, cruising? It, it's, all, it's always there. It's always there. It's always There's there. always a craving? It's, it's never, I, I don't feel, it, when I started drinking was because of my stepfather leaving. So a lot of these, these core problems that I had within me stemmed off of this because that's when I started drinking. Mm -hmm. That's when I started smoking. Mm -hmm. um, and if you'd see how little I am, how little I was, mm -hmm. um, it's like, holy cow. And then, you know, 
doing the same thing for almost 20 years it's mm -hmm. it now it's just like no i don't ever want to go back to that i like who i am i like where life has taken me i feel like i've been rewarded for my willpower of staying on track with what i need to be doing mm. and uh it's 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 led to blessings like this you know I like that. I like that. How you said, you know, as you yeah. you got better and you did more work on yourself and your life got better, everything around you mm -hmm. got better. Yeah. I love that because <laughs> it is. It's like a domino effect, it and is. that's such like a happy, happy. Mm -hmm. I don't want to say ending because we're we're just at the beginning with you right now. Yeah. Okay, so that leads to your podcast, right? It did. So Spearhead was created out of sobriety because mm -hmm. when you you break a habit you usually replace. So mm -hmm. my first habit that I replaced mm -hmm. was quitting the drink and then I started reading. Mm -hmm. And then from mm -hmm. reading, you know, a lot of the books that I read were uh, manifesting things. Mm -hmm. And then I was watching these motivational um, videos, mm -hmm. Joe Rogan in particular. Mm -hmm. um, the man is just, you know, to the, the platform he's created, mm -hmm. there's a lot of inspirational words he puts out there and, and, it, I wake up every morning and I listen. Mm -hmm. I listen to these words to to encourage me into the day, to getting things done and just setting a a, a standard for myself. So yeah, th through that, it, then Spearhead came, and mm -hmm. then this little idea, um, I just started adding on to it. Mm -hmm. I read a book. It was called The Compound Effect. Yeah, and it really in this book it it it, it says no matter how big the step is yeah build it build at it with consistency mm. it don't matter how big it is that's true just stay with it and be consistent, consistent and it'll build and then what eventually happens is a snowball effect when it it, it gets bigger and mm -hmm. bigger and that's what happened with this mm -hmm. this started off as i reached out to a group of um buddies that i've known practically my whole life and let's do a podcast night that's what you said yeah and then yeah. i got them together and then i started throwing this idea around what'd you it. record the first one on um we just we talk about what was going on but i mean like were you on like an, a phone did you have equipment no so when I, you did your first podcast what, what, what it was were this you? I, oh, well, you, not you this got board. this to start well once i started realizing that i wanted to t take this on and that yeah. i wanted to do it i uh sweetwater.com a guy named Greg, mm -hmm. and I still have him in my phone, and I mm -hmm. call him from time to time to get his insight on things. But um, I he I told him, hey, if I really want to take uh, podcasting mm -hmm. serious, because I, I at this point I'm like I've done all this reading, I've I got this idea, I got this vision of where I want to be. I'm like, I have to start using my voice. I know what I need to be doing. I it's in my head. I, what's the vision what's the end vision like where is it it was it was basically getting to this point mm -hmm. like the vision was mm. getting a show mm -hmm. creating a show where you know I, it's interview it's it's a type of um mm -hmm. you know and you put it into you made it happen essentially. yeah you put all the pieces in so yeah it, i got on this website that's amazing though. Yeah. you're like because i'm like what was the end goal you're like well this is it i'm like this, yeah. well, this is amazing man. Yeah. this is good so Greg, he he put me on to all the equipment I needed, and mm -hmm. I did that. And then after I, I, I had a previous board, I've upgraded my equipment, but um, now that board is being rented through the website I created. Um, but yeah, I, I bought all this equipment. Then I mm -hmm. called up the guys, and I'm like, let's do podcast night. I'd bring my board. I have four mics. 
Um, Who was the first one? Um, Jake Weinberg, Ryan Weinberg, and mm-hmm. Dom. They're your friends. These, this is family. Oh, this these is family. Are, these are all family. Yeah. Was it horrible or was it really good? It was awesome. Oh, it was it, good. The every, first one was good. Every Wednesday, yeah. Every Wednesday night, we'd meet up for a little uh-huh. while, and and then once that happened, it kind of you know not everyone was gung ho about doing what I was doing, um, and little by little the pieces fell off. But through that, it being able to be behind the mic, hear myself through the headphones. It gave me this confidence. You confidence. got more comfortable. Yep. You had to get more comfortable. And then you're yep. like, I can do this. Oh, definitely. This is easy. And then from groups, it, it, it came down to me being solo dolo. Mm-hmm. And then I, um, I pushed and I pushed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, during this time, I mean, this platform has helped me with my sobriety in, in ways people can't. Uh, fathom like there's been like what it, it, it's more of i have there's been moments where relapse has been very mm. very possible you know and it just took me away like you know i still go out here and there i'll still get in the scene it doesn't bother me to what be, has stopped you then um from relapsing what stopped you when it everything happened? i've everything i've sacrificed Everything I've sacrificed. I mean, since the beginning, I've slowly upgraded. I've hoped through the visuals, people see, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This this get leveling up, leveling up. And, you know, I had an educator. Her name is Miss Rosado. And um, th- this advice she gave me my senior year, she's like, the best investment is in yourself. Don't ever feel afraid to invest. So mm-hmm. when this started beginning to form into something where I I felt like this was possible. Mm-hmm. Um, I went with that thought process. It's possible. Let's do yeah. this. So, yeah. What's your advice, though, for someone who is trying to get rid of a bad habit? Because you said, well, I stopped drinking and mm-hmm. I started reading. And I get it. You replace one habit with another. Sometimes yeah. a bad one gets replaced with a bad one. What made you replace it with a good one? You put that energy into a good place. A lot of people just put it into another yeah. bad one. It's, you know, It's finding your why. Mm. what are you doing this for mm-hmm. like me particular all right we had a pandemic all right so mm-hmm. what i do is i basically interview people about their success their journey and success mm-hmm. these are all different forms of success so with our children that were impacted by uh, the the pandemic mm-hmm. it, now you know what i mean they've been lost for a couple of years last year was yeah. the first regular year mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and now it's it's they have a place where they could come and they could see all these stories. And it don't matter, you know, through this platform, it doesn't matter where you come from. Mm-hmm. It's where you're it's going. True. And 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 honestly, um, to create this type of, you know what I mean? That's my why. It's it's for my kids. Mm-hmm. It's for the kids within my city. It's for my community. It's building it's mm-hmm. building everything and it's it's bringing strength and unity and and just the people like you that have come on, mm-hmm. Kenny Perez, um, Promise you know dz you know mm-hmm. and it, it's it's these people that you know they have platforms and then they join this this mission and then mm-hmm. it's 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 you got to find your why is mm-hmm. my point and and my why has been always been my family how do you pick your guests it's 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 really um i talk through it with my team mm-hmm. but i also um you know what are you doing as far as within the community mm-hmm. Are you are, like what your platform? Mm-hmm. Um, when I began, it wasn't 
all the bigger guests, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. on the platform. It was underdogs. Mm-hmm. I've always felt I was an underdog. So when I first began this, it, it was it was for underdogs. And I still put underdogs on the platform because mm-hmm. I really feel, you know what I mean, this is a platform you'll benefit from. Absolutely. If you use the interviews that, that I do, and you can use it um, in – example – I interviewed a uh, a guy King Miles. Mm-hmm. He's a he's a rapper. He's he represents Milwaukee very proudly. Mm-hmm. But he he would take clips of our interview and then go out and do every everyday things mm-hmm. and then the audio in the background and and be mm-hmm. creative with it. This these interviews can be used as stepping stones mm-hmm. to push whether you you do a a type of you're trying to get a job oh you want to know about me here i did i did this interview you know it, it's these these interviews can be used as stepping stones mm-hmm. so a lot of the the thing i take pride in, in, in the people i i bring on and it's also mm-hmm. to be somewhat of a, a ally a ally in their journey and mm-hmm. and really just uh you know help them get to where they're going so who do you want to interview that you either haven't gotten a hold of yet or yeah. Won't answer you. Um I'd love to help. <laughs> I think everyone would their first answer would be Giannis, but I feel mm-hmm. like with that um Giannis, I, I, hello. Yeah. Giannis, <laughs> hello. <laughs> I um but with that it's it's more I just I focus on I just want to bring on the right guests mm-hmm. because there have been guests that should have been on mm-hmm. and I've made that decision at you know, sometimes last minute, it's like, nah, we're not going to do it. It just, you're. It doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel right. And, you know, ego is the enemy. Mm-hmm. E- a lot of ego, yeah. There's a lot of ego. And uh-huh. especially with what I'm doing, it's entertainment. It's, yeah. So it's it's a lot of people. 100%. I get it. You're, you're mm-hmm. doing successful. You're doing your thing. But, uh, you know, mm-hmm. this platform, it, it focuses on your journey. Mm-hmm. And it focuses on who you are. Mm-hmm. I'm not really, I don't get goo goo gaga over the whole mm-hmm. what you're doing. Yeah. I just, I want you to come on here and tell your story. And, mm-hmm. you know, outside of that, if there is no chasing. Yeah. So, I, man, yeah, it's like there's no chasing. If they don't answer, except Giannis. Come except on. Giannis. Come you on. Like, yeah, yeah. Come on. <laughs> no, but um, I actually met the Nasus. Um, mm. And I talked to him for a little while, asked him about his podcast. I went to a, uh, um, I went to an Anthony Pettis. Harry Glimberg is someone I interviewed, and he's mm-hmm. family to me. So yeah. um, he had the VIPs like come with me, um, and the Nasus ended up showing up, and mm-hmm. I'm sitting next to the Nasus, asking him questions. Cool guy. What'd you ask him? Uh, man, I was it was just podcast. I'm like, hey, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, this is what I do. This is my podcast. Mm-hmm. Let's link up. You and know, what did he say? Well, it, it's more of that, you know, he probably gets this all the time. So, so what did, did he say? It was. It didn't really lead nowhere. I he know, kind of blew you off. He didn't blow me off because he did ask uh, Harry at the end. Uh, oh. Uh, he's like, what's the name of his podcast? And um, it was more, yeah. It's, well, it's, you know, I have his jersey. Yeah, there you go. I don't have yeah. to wear it anymore. <laughs> But you if know, he doesn't want to come on your podcast, yeah. he probably would. Yeah, it's just going to take a little bit of pressuring. Yes, indeed. By the local media. <laughs> Get on it, guys. Get on no. it. We're working on this one for sure. But yeah, it's it's, it's been awesome. The, the networking that I've done, um, the relationships I've created through this, mm-hmm. it's 
It's to push Milwaukee forward. I'm sick of the stereotypes. Don't talk about my city. Like, this is my home. So it's like I'm I'm trying to push push our home in the best light possible. What guest surprised you who was, like, better than you thought? You kind of went in, you're like, this will be okay. And you're like, wow, they were a really good interviewer. That was a lot of fun. Man, that surprised you. So 50, it's 52 guests already. It's been a whole That's a year. This has been a That's lot. a lot. 52. Yeah. Um, Cell. DJ Cell. Uh-huh. Why? You know, it's, it's just, I've watched his evolution. Mm-hmm. And... It just he's get is this was the first year he's at Summerfest and I know it, it'll continue, mm-hmm. uh, but his to get to know him and I've known him for so long in a in a personal mm-hmm. light, you know we see each other here there, but his story is awesome. Mm-hmm. His story mm-hmm. he's he's stuck with it. It's consistency and at the end mm-hmm. of the day, it's like hell yeah. yeah. Isn't it cool watching people that you know or that have come up with you? hit that like hit that big mark oh yeah you know the oh my gosh i'm djing at Summerfest. yeah or oh my gosh you know i'm interviewing Giannis, which is going to happen i feel like yes we're going to manifest it we're going to manifest you know what i mean is that cool to watch your peers and to actually be happy for them isn't that a great place to be in it is because i feel like a lot of people um are the opposite are the opposite of that Mm -hmm. they they really aren't you it's nice to be in that space right the the biggest thing I, I've learned and the biggest move I ever made after sobriety, after starting this, the biggest move I made was moving away. Mm. Moving away, not telling anyone, just moving away. Where'd you move to? I can't say all that on the... Okay, fine. But I moved far enough so mm-hmm. I could focus on me, mm-hmm. so I could focus on my family. And through that, it you are who you surround yourself with. That is a very powerful and... Um, who I've surrounded myself with are like-minded people and people that want something out of life. I used to be a person that talked a lot, talk, 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 all ideas. I pitched ideas to friends. They didn't, you know, they didn't believe in it and I, I didn't bring no type of action. So it, that's why they didn't believe in they it. They didn't believe in mm-hmm. it. Now, you know, the same friends, now they see what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Now they're like, now they want to be in. But at the same time, yeah. I did speak a lot. And yeah. I, there was no action behind my words. So when I moved and then I, you know, I started surrounding myself with like-minded people that want more out of life, this, that's when my life changed. Yeah, environment is everything. Yeah. We may have talked about this even. Yeah, we did. You, I did, you yeah. interviewed me. I mean, it's it changes it changes everything. So that's how long did you move away for? Well, I'm 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 currently where I'm. I'm You're saying you where you moved to where you are now? Is that what you mean? Mm -hmm. Oh, I thought you were saying you like moved away. I'm like, damn, he wasn't playing everybody. I live. I live. So you moved to where you are now. Yeah. And then everything changed. Yeah. And now you're happy. And now I'm happy. Well, that makes sense why you wouldn't want to share your address. Yeah. Come on, you don't want to give that out on. You don't want to tell everybody. (laughs) I got a family. I got a yard. That's all I need. I got. Yeah. You like the simple stuff now. I, I won't say I'm still this type of, I got a lot of energy in me, but I am way more chill than I used to be. Mm-hmm. That is it for sure. You've calmed down. I've calmed uh, down a lot. Is some of it maturity? Uh, sobriety? Yeah, yeah, sobriety, yeah, for well, sure. you know, being on drinking alcohol daily or mm-hmm. doing drugs, that stops a lot of your emotional mm-hmm. development, right? So you could, yeah. if you're drinking through your 30s, some people become 40 and they're still 21 yeah. emotionally. So it's, it's, it's crazy because like, even when I do go out, people are like, you haven't changed like. Not that I, I'm, 
obviously I'm not drinking, but yeah. they're more on the your your energy is still up there. You mm-hmm. can still hang. The thing that gets me is when I do go out and I do hang out, I'm in a lot earlier because mm-hmm. by the, by the time you get around mm-hmm. 10, 11 o'clock, that's when they want to hang on your your neck. I love you. Um, I love what you're doing. <laughs> I get this all the time. You're doing great. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> Kiss on the cheek, women and men. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, fantastic. Uh, but when they get when you're at the point now where you're the sober one, yeah. it's very evident you're the only sober one. That's when yeah. you know it's time to to it's go home. Bounce. Yeah. Well, I mean, at least you can be in that atmosphere, you yeah, know, yeah. in that environment, mm-hmm. and 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 be okay for a while. That's good stuff. Uh, okay, what values? Let's talk about what values did you instill in your kids? while nurturing their dreams and aspirations do they have the same dreams as you what do they want to do um you know i did a when i first began the journey of sobriety i did a vision board so it's a a vision board is just Mm -hmm. putting things that you can envision and manifest and quotes that they can use in their everyday to give them encouragement Mm -hmm. to start their day off and i did that for a couple months and i had this this whiteboard you know i draw pictures and I'd, I'd get all creative with this because I was really inspired by really changing. And uh, with everything I was reading, it, it you know, I, I, I believe in my children and yeah. I want them to believe in themselves. So, you know, I, I'm not sure if my kids actually watch any of these or listen to any of these, but there will come a time where they'll be curious and they'll, mm-hmm. they'll pop open one of these. And, and, you know, I just, mm-hmm. I hope for them, you know what I mean? It's believing in themselves because we live in a society that everyone wants you to follow the trend. Everyone wants you to be like the next person. And and really, you know, I could, I could give an Like, I was the only Xavier in my high school till my junior year. Mm-hmm. And then I became small Xavier. <laughs> but that I get, wonder where big Xavier is. Yeah. He's in the army somewhere. That guy. Man, that guy. <laughs> Rivera, damn it! No, just but um, that's he, funny. He um, you know, I I was able to create this my, me. Mm-hmm. I was able to create. I had a foundation and create who I was. You know, when I named my boys, um, a lot of the went into. I want them to look up to me as a man, mm-hmm. but one day I want them to be their own men. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So Silas, I did at the time it was like no one had that name. Now it's kind of like everyone done jumped on it. But and then Arlo, you know, I, these are like unique names. But I, I, what I've tried to instill into my kids is just believing yourself and don't let any naysayers, you know, interfere with that. I, I love you. Your mom loves you. Um, I have a great co-parenting relationship with the the mother of my twins, so mm-hmm. it's a there's a there's a unity there that you know you try to teach and um, with with my my family and, and and just all around it's it's believing yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so if they come to you and say, "Okay, I want to do a podcast," yeah, you're just gonna be like, "All right, let's go." Well, you help you, them get it going. You got it. You'll yeah. be the first guest. Yeah, I'll be their first. What guest, if you're man? not? Then, uh, Will you know, be offended? Did I fail? <laughs> if they want to use did your I equipment fail? and then and call somebody else? <laughs> they call somebody else way cooler than me. What if your kid gets Giannis on his Dude. podcast? Would you die? I'd kick him out the damn house. 
I'll be like, bye. I better stop before I manifest the wrong, know, right? the wrong uh, mission today. We are not doing that. Silas, no. you better not do that to me. <laughs> I think it's interesting, though, how you said that you gave them names that were different. Like, you want them to be different. Yes. You oh. want them to be mm-hmm. not in the in the norm of what everybody's doing. Be yourself. Yep. Stick out. That's kind of cool. It is, it's the way, man. Mm-hmm. I mean. Do you ever worry about them getting made fun of for being different or themselves? Did that ever I think ever occur to you because parents think about yeah. these things, you know. I think every parent, once your kid gets to middle school, it's kind of like you're worried the most. Yeah. I remember in middle school, someone tried me the first day, and you know what I did? I got in the kid's face, and then <laughs> thankfully, um, a friend of mine, Skylar Johnson, backed me up, which mm-hmm. he was way taller than me, but um, mm-hmm. he backed me up, and it was kind of well, South Milwaukee has a couple different elementary schools, mm-hmm. and then the middle school they all sink into one. So me and mm-hmm. my buddy. We represent uh, Lakeview. And ah, yeah, so it, um, but yeah, I think when it gets to middle school, um, my oldest in, in the beginning of sixth grade, she did deal with some bullies. Mm-hmm. And it, it was it was a moment where, you know, really having those words with her. And around that time was I was doing those vision boards and I text her messages and mm-hmm. of empowerment of yeah. of uh you know what i mean just to positive posi- positivity yep yep mm-hmm. yeah so it's try to keep her chin up yeah i think um yeah of course i mean you want your your kids to to stand out but i mean you don't want your kids to stand out in the way that other kids see it as being vulnerable mm-hmm. and i i feel like you know what i mean there's there's a lot of kids that are different i yeah. mean i talk about school through, uh, i've talking about my education throughout my podcast and mm-hmm. I wasn't one for tests. Mm-hmm. I wasn't, mm-hmm. I was, I, I, it was more on this side of doing stuff like this, using my personality where I really strided. You yep. Know? You needed like a creative atmosphere. Yeah. yeah. It's like some of these STEM schools where they're up there. It's different. They don't sit at desks all day. And <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah, now we're vibing, man. This yeah. is what I'm talking about. A lot of kids are boxed in and that's yeah. just not who they are. And, and, and you know, like I, man, if there's one thing I can say, you know, mm-hmm. just be you, be yourself. And, and you'll, you'll come to find out if I could tell any kid, just be yourself. Like in the long run, it's going to work. It's going to work because people are going to be gravitated towards it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why do you think, you know, I know I had a big personality because I was always overweight as a kid. Yeah. So I always made up for it. That was the personality. Why did you have a big personality? Like, where did that come from? That comes from somewhere. I, I just, man, I have this. A lot, Something made yeah. you this outgoing. Well, I, I dealt early on, man. Okay. I've just always had being center stage. That's the only way I could put this. Like, mm-hmm. since... Since I was a kid, I, for my family, family parties. You like being the center of attention. Center of attention. You, and, and you got a lot of attention. They thought you were funny or I, what? I used to imitate Jim Carrey all the time with my mm-hmm. family when I yeah. go visit them in New York. Um, I, you know, when my abuela was here, uh, you know, at parties, mm-hmm. stopped the whole party to go dance with her, have the whole room look at you. Um, and you fed off of that and energy, fed off that, that energy that made you want to make them ha- laugh more yeah, but, um, or happy. I've always been captivated by being in front of large crowds and being able to hold the composure to get across what I'm doing at that time. So it's that for me, you know what I mean? It, it, it turned into this. One of the most things I love about the platform I got, it isn't about me. 
And I've, I've always wanted it to be about me. So it's like... Oh, that's true. I get what you're saying. So it, it, Was it, that a mind F for you? It, it is. Honestly? Yeah, it, it, it really is. But, yeah. you know... um, Not tonight, though. Not tonight. Tonight's about you. Woo! Finally, he's had his moment on his I own show. Moment. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Somebody had to f- do it. You guys Finally. ain't calling me. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Finally. No, really, though. Yeah. That is, I get it. You start podcasting mm-hmm. about yourself, and yep. in the end, it ends up you are, you're interviewing other people. Definitely, I could get that. But then that teaches you to not always be about yourself. That's right, right? Like find this this humbleness. Yeah, like within. there's a balance. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Imagine if you were on a show every day where you just talked about yourself. Ugh, yeah, it'd be horrible, man. <laughs> Well, I, I read like that. Like Ali and DZ. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was just sorry. No, seriously, though. Uh, I read a book, Ego is the Enemy. And after I read that book, it, it kind of just it put a lot of perspective. And, mm-hmm. you know, I never want to come off as, as someone, um, you know, all about myself. It, that's the last thing I want. I just, you know, I, I, the way I'm living my life now is is trying to be a positive impact on community Mm -hmm. so how has your podcast do you think helped and impacted southeastern wisconsin or what is your goal for it to impact you know it's 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 just for unity you know i i said this in your the interview i had with you but um when the bucks went to the championship Mm -hmm. that was so much more and when they won the title it, it it meant something entirely different yes they won a trophy but for the city to be formed down by the deer district to be all together like Mm -hmm. that to have all eyes on us nationwide Mm -hmm. and see the energy you know that they definitely made us feel like we were a part of it yeah so that for me when i seen that it was it was it was an inspiration into Mm -hmm. i want my city to be like that i want when someone i bring someone on this platform understand i've put a lot of care into each guest i want the best representation we redid your interview Mm -hmm. as a part of a rebrand because you know what i mean i felt at the time the the visual didn't look up to par and it, it just it didn't it didn't look good so I, it wasn't anything i was going to put out i really take pride in quality and mm-hmm. and with each guest you know i want them to understand you're trusting me with your story so i want you to understand i'm i'm taking it to the highest peaks mm-hmm. to to represent you in the best way so you know for me i just i want to represent my community I want to represent this Southeast Wisconsin, Milwaukee. It's it's a beautiful place. There's a lot of culture in it. It's a melting pot. Mm-hmm. Not like the Big Apple, but mm-hmm. it, it's 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 definitely it's something to be proud of. And I, I feel like we're uh, you know this little blimp, mm-hmm. but we have so much life to us. So I, I just I want to bring. I said it throughout this interview. It's it's community and. Mm-hmm. That's what I hope to just impact. I hope to impact people. I've had people come up to me and tell me, you know what I mean? These interviews I'm doing, it. it's pushed me to go back to school and pursue something I really love. I was in this job, you know what I mean? Mm. Now I'm, I'm going back. So and, now you're inspiring people. Yeah. I, I, How does that make you feel? It makes me feel good. good. It, it makes me, you know, my biggest fear with my chil- children was like, would I ever be somebody they could look up to? Mm-hmm. And I, for years, even after my twins were born, you know what I mean? Even after I got married, I was I was in fear that I wasn't doing enough with myself. I wasn't 
being the full version of who I am. Mm -hmm. And you know what I mean? Yeah. That, that was, if there's one fear I had that basically haunted me, mm -hmm. it's that, that I'm not the best, like something for them to look up to. Now I'm not to be cocky about no, it, but I it. am that mm -hmm. I am that. Say it. And it's something, you know what I mean? God forbid anything happens to me. Mm -hmm. th this is the testament to what I've done. And, you know, people can use this. People can go off years beyond, come back to these interviews. And, and when they need some type of motivation, you can see the stories, man. You can listen to these stories, whether audio or visual. You know what I just basically heard you say was you feel like you have finally lived up to your potential. Yes. And you have finally done something of significance that you're really, really proud of. Yes. And if anything ever happened to you, you did something, right? Yes. That you are, that was supposed to be and you did it. That's yeah. cool. That's really it's, cool. It's, it's been an amazing journey with mm -hmm. this. I mean, I, it's all independent. I mean, I have yeah. a team for sure. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Love my team. Uh, but, you know, this started off as an idea and that all the investment of it. This has all been with the backing of, of the queen. You know what I mean? <laughs> with the backing of the queen. Yep, yep. But, um, you know, it, it, it's been it, it's it's independent. It's like I've, I've done all of you this. You did it. You know, you did it. I got the pieces together. Thank thank goodness. You know what I mean? They they, they believe in the mission. And that's another mm. thing, man. It's it's. To have people believe in me so much that they want to participate in it with mm -hmm. nothing in return, just they want to push the same same stories and values that that are coming across through these interviews. Mm -hmm. It's it's a empowering feeling. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So then, where do you see yourself in five years? Where are you going to be? With spearhead conversations. The next thing for me is to get an actual space. Mm -hmm. I feel like once I get an actual space, mm -hmm. um, you feel like you need a studio. Yeah. Okay. It, once I create that studio, okay, then it'll there'll be um, the ideas I have because there's mm -hmm. more to this that I want to do with this platform, where it's little entities that stem off of Spearhead. Mm -hmm. When I did the rebrand, because um, Aaron Bieber, mm -hmm. he was like, mm -hmm. you should do a rebrand and yeah. did did the logo and um he works on show me milwaukee right show me milwaukee that's one of his shows and he uh he literally man that guy was a blessing he let me see where i could take visuals my visuals and where i could go through mm -hmm. his interview but um i my next I'm focusing on getting a studio so i can create something to stem off that cuz now it's only called spearhead mm -hmm. so um mm -hmm. It's it's things like Spearhead Conclave. Mm. It's things like you know you have Spearhead Conversation. Those are the one 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 on ones, and then Conclave is more of the open table talk. Ah, so, so Spearhead's the brand. Spearhead is the brand, and then you have the spinoffs. Yes, I got you. So uh, it's creating something like that. I I did drop a website SpearheadMKE.com. Congratulations. Thank you. And now it's stepping into the light of doing through my team. Doing uh, visual work for um, corporate companies, people mm -hmm. who want to work with us. Um, That's cool. I've really, I've really taken pride in uh, the the equipment I have. You know, it's. Uh it's quality. legit. It's I told legit. you this. <laughs> yeah. You know, we had you on. You came on Kiss FM and you came on the morning show with me in DZ. Yeah. And I was like, his stuff is legit. Like, yeah. And I remember my coworker, DJ GA, yeah. walking in the Kiss FM studio and going, oh, damn. 
got a lot of equipment. I was like, hello. That's when he changed his That's mind. That's when he changed his mind <laughs> and decided to come on your, your show. Yeah. If he didn't, I would have, you know, yeah. I would have gone after him. But no, I'm glad that you got to talk to him for but sure. It, it's now that I have this quality. Um, mm-hmm. I want this to shine through other people. Um, I have a meeting uh, upcoming Monday. Um, where it's it's finally taken off through mm-hmm. I have I, through the website renting out equipment um, consultations for a vi- visual type of video production um, and just you know applications if people want to sign up and mm-hmm. you know be on the show you so know that's go, the goal yeah, you the want goal. people to apply to be on yeah it, what I where I see it in five years mm-hmm. is it's creating the brand mm-hmm. and really being entwined with the the community mm-hmm. i mean who knows one day Spearfest can come to life Ooh, look yeah. at you dr- so, you're a dreamer yeah it's i all, love it it's, it's it's manifesting and it's yeah do you find being a dreamer that sometimes people think you're out of your mind mm-hmm. and they don't take you seriously and sometimes you are you're a yeah. little too far but that's what makes you actually meet in the middle and make things happen I, I, right joe rogan said this mm-hmm. finding comfort and discomfort yeah that's and right. this really stuck with me because this whole ride has been scary and anyone who starts up a business knows in the beginning you do not make anything. Mm-mm. I don't get Mm-mm. paid for any of this. Nope. It's it's I'm at so it's scary for me. It's also scary for my wife. Mm-hmm. She's like, is it gonna go somewhere? Mm-hmm. It's those questions. But my belief within what I'm doing, mm-hmm. I've seen everything I've manifested and envisioned has come to life. Mm-hmm. So with that, it that just tells me to keep pushing. Yep. Keep pushing. But um yeah, in five years, man. I You want to have a studio. Studio. Okay. And then I just want to branch and network to, you know, if I can make something work alongside 103.7. If mm-hmm. I can, you know, Summerfest, work something out with Summerfest where we can collaborate on. You know, it's these type of things. It's um, reaching out to local news stations and mm-hmm. seeing if we can, you know, they, you did uh, Bucks Ambassadors. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Yep. It, I'd feel honored, but you know, it's mm-hmm. those type of things where it's mm-hmm. I'm really it's really embedded in the community. It's been a journey, and and this hasn't it's had its ups and downs, man. Mm-hmm. It's it's for me, um, it's just mm-hmm. to pers to persevere and and really push through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been awesome. You want to be a Bucks ambassador? Ah, oh, man, you the, the we're Bucks. Pu- we're putting the call out. Hoodie hoo. But um, no, I love my Bucks. Mm-hmm. I had I was fortunate enough to um, go to Game Three of the Finals. Mm-hmm. Me and my wife, mm-hmm. she got me. She got me standing room only tickets, and she surprised me. Mm-hmm. And then we went, and we were on first level half mm-hmm. court. And I made I made friends with the usher lady, and she mm-hmm. was so sweet. But I of course you did because you make friends yeah. with everybody like yeah. I do. Yep, I know. I know. So she was all <laughs> inclusive. I made her feel a part of you know our mm-hmm. standing room only crowd mm-hmm. and. I, at the halftime, I, I left to get go to the bathroom. Um, at that time, I was still drinking, so I went oh. to go get my beer. <laughs> when I get my hey, beer, at least you're being honest. So yeah, yep, yep. And go on. When I came back, she let us sit down in mm-hmm. seats, and that right there for me was like, hell yeah, yeah. Game three of the finals, first time in 50 years. Blah, it's amazing. Being here. Well, I still think you're gonna get Giannis. I, I, mm-hmm. I, I honestly, I'm, I'm, I, I believe it. Mm-hmm. And I also know that it's patience. Would it be right to say patience is a virtue? No, that makes sense. Yeah, you for know? sure. 
Um, just yeah, because if you get too impatient, yeah, you get antsy, and then just it, chill. Yeah, it'll happen. The name that's the that's yeah. like the the mecca. You know yeah. what I mean? That's like okay. I just you know through these interviews, I also want to be that person for the community in Milwaukee. You got all these other big podcasters that mm-hmm. I'm not sponsored and not backed by anything, so it's 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 trying to represent my city in the best way. You would love to be like an influential voice mm-hmm. that everybody knows yep. and knows you for Spearhead mm-hmm. and the things yeah. you do, and then people in turn want to be on your show. And yeah. if that can help the community, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, so you asked me when you interviewed me yeah. what advice I would give to the youth of our city. Mm-hmm. So that's question is for you now. Because, I mean, you yeah. grew up yeah. in quite a childhood, right? Yeah. What, what would your advice be? Believing yourself and also um, cancel out the outside noise. Because mm-hmm. the outside noise is the poison. Mm-hmm. Um I let people dictate what I was going to do with my life for far too long. Mm -hmm. That finally coming into my own, who I am, it's the most, I've said this, most empowering feeling. And just believing in yourself Mm -hmm. and understanding that you have a light on this world and don't let it dim for no one. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. I feel people try to like follow 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 don't follow Mm -hmm. you need to be your own person it's hard with social media it is everybody wants to compare and be like everybody else Mm -hmm. you know it's it's for me it's um we're in a total different now it's all yeah like you said social media everything is right in your face but um you know challenge yourself challenge Set set out goals. I, I I never used to do any of these things. I never used to set goals. I never used to envision myself going somewhere. I never I never did any of these things. I never is my through what I do chaos. Yeah, but it's my chaos. That's a creative brain. You know what I mean. So, I respect that kind of brain. Yeah, <laughs> I feel that kind of brain. I get it. Yeah, yeah. but it's, 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 it all stems down believing yourself and be different because different is that's what people gravitate. A hundred percent. People love authenticity. Authenticity. What a word. Yeah. They love it when you're authentic. They love it when you're real and they can sense that. And I do believe people can sense when you're not. Yeah. hundred percent. It's, um, yeah, man, it's, it's belief. It's being different and just knowing who you are. Cause no one knows you better than yourself. Mm -hmm. No one knows you better than yourself. And man, Sometimes, though, you have to get to know yourself. Of course. Like, I it's do believe you, and but some people are lying to themselves about who they are. I have, what the, This is about yeah. the manifesting and self-talk and you yeah. know, things you say to yourself. It, it, I, it may sound cliche, but, uh, you know, believe, but just believing yourself. And, and mm-hmm. um, if you tell yourself you can do it, you can. Yeah. You can. Mm-hmm. I, the little steps to get to a big step is, mm-hmm. is still the it's the process that makes the journey so worth it yep it's the in between it isn't getting the to the the finish line it's yep. what's happening in between that makes everything you're working for mm-hmm. 
so worth it. Right. You know, it is, it's the cliche. It's the journey. Yeah. Not the ending, but yep. it's true. It is. Cause otherwise, what are you doing on the journey? You're <laughs> bored. You're like, this sucks. I don't want to be here anymore. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm really proud of you. I've already told you this, but yeah. I'll keep telling you. I'm really happy for you. I'm glad I got to know you. Yeah. I'm glad I randomly answered a Facebook message. For sure. <laughs> Man, you still shocked me when you did that. <laughs> I shocked me, considering how little I answer <laughs> Facebook messages. Ask anyone, but I'm really glad I got to meet you, and like, I'm just excited to yeah. watch you and continue on. And thanks for letting me be the first person to interview you. Yeah. This is so exciting. It's uh, there. Yeah. So um, no, I, I appreciate. How do we end yeah. this? I mean, this is your show. Even though I'm the host, I feel like yeah. you're supposed to like somehow grab the reins <laughs> and like wrap it up. <laughs> You know, I, I, I want to say thank you. Yeah. You know, you didn't have to take time out to come here and do it's this for me. To. But um, I, I do appreciate everything you stand for for this city. So, you know, there's just the friendship that has grown from from reaching out over Facebook. Mm -hmm. um, I, 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 I love who you are. I love what you stand for. And thank you for, for doing this for me because, you know, um, 52 weeks, man, I'll say that over again, man. That, that to me is... A milestone for me. That's I've been amazing. releasing every week for the past year, and to finally get to this this milestone, man, it's it's been great. And and having people like you that that back the cause, the mission, it's it it makes me feel, yeah, I got mm -hmm. this. So, fifty two weeks. Yeah. Of consistency. Consistency. And I bet there were weeks where you wanted to quit. Oh, definitely. And you went, this is going nowhere. Yeah. And then there were weeks that were great, and you were like, I'm on fire. <laughs> yeah. But no matter what, you kept going. Yeah. So props to you. Good for you for pushing through. Don't stop, please. Yeah. Okay? And then we can be players in Milwaukee together. For sure. It will happen. Right? <laughs> Thank you. Right? Thank you so much. Of course. Um, and you, you know what? So what? we can end this How your do we end way. This? Spearhead oh. out. You could just point it here. Spearhead out, bitches. <laughs>